Guys, welcome back to the Physique Factory podcast. And again, today we've got Josh um, joining us and we're going to go over some stuff, what to do and what not to do after prep um, and when the show's finish. So with it coming up to the time of the year, there's a lot of people competing and Josh, you must have a lot of clients competing as well. Yeah. What would be, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, what, where could we start with this? Um, Is it worth going over a couple of scenarios, actually? Yeah, I mean... What's the worst thing you've seen happen after a diet or a prep with someone? So the, the typical, obviously, I think a lot of it's like mindset based, how they go into this and you can you can get a vibe of this off clients, like how much they're talking about, where they're going to go and eat after and all the kind of food they're getting in the house and all this kind of stuff. You know, a lot of damage can be done post-show because um, hunger is just so high, you know, um, hunger signaling's all over the show. You, 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 your stomach's pretty much not connected to your brain. So you can put away a lot of calories. And obviously, you know, you, you, your metabolic rate's effect, affected by the end of prep. You know, you, that's a lot lower for starters. Mix that with high hunger, it's a recipe for gaining weight and gaining fat very quickly. You know, I've seen people gain, what, 10 kilos in a few days, like five days. Shit. Um, you know, females as well, gain that much weight. What have um, what have you guys done in the past? Like, what's the worst way you guys have handled like post show or post kind of diet phase? Um, the first time I competed was I pretty much just got well. The first time I competed, I sort of did it myself, like the diet, and then afterwards, I just exploded because I've never done a diet like that before, and I never experienced anything like that before, and I just couldn't stop eating. Remember, I was like um, I was waking up at like three o'clock in the morning, raiding the cupboards, and I couldn't fucking stop. It's like you just there's no control. Yeah, the reins are off, aren't they? Yeah, it's, like it's all this like kind of strict rules, and then all of a sudden it's like you can do what you want, and it's very easy to go mental. I mean, I've done the same thing after my first show, just started stockpiling food actually, which is, um, yeah, questionable um, thing to do for sure. And uh, I remember that night after like the show and everything, just started working through like pizzas, you know, chocolate, all that shit. And I remember like, I was like, I haven't had toast in six months. I'm going to have a bit of toast. And that bit of toast broke me. I was lying on the stomach, uh, lying on the sofa, sorry. My stomach was like cramping and I was like, I can't fucking move. I've ate too much food here. But then same as you, I woke up at like three in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to have a bowl of Google Pops. Fuck this. And then again, same same thing again. Just horrible. Absolutely horrible. Really not good. And then you start getting that, that water underneath your skin, skin, don't you? Where you can, you still lean, but it just distorts everything. It's just, you just no, don't you? It's not good. It's only so much that the, the tissue will store until it starts to come out. Um, yeah, I, everyone does it. I think you you probably speak to any person that's ever competed or you know got pretty much stage lean. That everyone will have had an issue post diet at some point. Uh, typically it gets better every time you do it. So the more experienced you are, you know what to expect. You know how to manage it. You also you, you also remember how bad you felt after it because you go from looking your absolute best to two weeks later, you can be back, you know, not far from where you started for a lot of people. Mm. Um, I think what, like, what we did as well, like the off-season, building into this prep, like really like set it up and like I've had no troubles with like hunger or anything compared to my last prep I was like I did get pretty hungry yeah. but this prep it's not even I've not even thought about food I've not even thought about buying food for after the shows like everyone's asking me oh what are you going to eat after the show and I thought you know I'm not even asked I'm not bothered about food it's just not one thing that comes to mind you're like oh so, 
<laughs> that's one of the key points there is not just the prep, like not just the after you finish prep, but what's the situation going into that prep? How much body fat do you have to come off? How long have you been dieting for that show? Because if you've been dieting for six months plus, you're probably going to rebound a lot harder because you've had more to come off. Uh, whereas if you're in better shape going into that, it's going to be less of an aggressive diet to some extent. It's going to be hard still, but it can it could potentially be a lot shorter, like like James is now. Like it's a short diet, so he, he's not getting those typical um, cravings that you would do, like for someone that may have had to diet for six months. So putting yourself in a position where you might have to diet a little bit before your prep starts. So you might diet, we're into a small maintenance phase, and then you know back into like a comp prep uh, diet. Because that will have a massive impact on how you feel after the prep. Yeah, I suppose it's like having those, like the, the leptin and the ghrelin and stuff like that, and having those hormones like lower uh, um, for that long. And it's just going to dysregulate everything, isn't it? Yeah, so exactly. The, the longer it's all, it's all regulated by how lean you are, essentially. So the longer you spend in a big deficit, leaner, the worse it's going to be, typically. So, yeah, I think that's number one. Make sure you go into a prep not having to pull a stupid amount of weight off. Yeah, that's what, good uh, general advice anyway. Yeah. What, uh, what do you tell to clients who say, oh, I've, um, I bought this or they start hoarding food or anything like that? What would you advise them? I, I just tell them, I said, I mean, listen, you're all, everyone's an adult. Like, it's not for me to tell people what to do. It's for me to kind of advise them and say, it's probably not a good idea that. If you start to be food focused already and you're hoarding a load of food, it's only going to end one way. And you, you, you're setting yourself up for failure. Like we want to do everything we can to set ourselves up to, to, to succeed pretty much. So for me, I look at it, I don't look at it as the end of the diet now. I kind of look at it as like three quarters of the way through. Mm. Because if you go into that mindset thinking like, once this is done, that's it, then game on. I can do what I want. I'm going to line up food with friends, you know, every other day for the first two weeks, like, what do you expect is going to happen? You're going to blow it like a balloon. So, do you know what I mean? I think it's pacing yourself as well. Like, you've got you've got a six-month-plus off-season for the vast majority of people. There's no need to try and fit everything into them two, three weeks. It just makes no sense because they're the first few, the, the two, three weeks where you're going to be likely to overeat. You're going to gain body weight much faster. Then you've got the whole psychological issue of, I look a mess now so you get comfy eating and the cycle continues then and it's so hard to get some people out of that where it can last six months I say it's that binge star thing i mean i've been through it before and then some of my clients as well after they've been dieting where we've got to where we're going to get to we've got shredded got lean and then they go out have a meal and then think oh that's it but then they keep happening thinking oh you know what i'm going to do two hours cardio uh the next day if i go and out have this meal or have this bag of cookies or something like that and then they keep trying to do that so they keep even though it's not technically like binge star thing it's more smash it on the treadmill for like two hours each day it's the same thing yeah it's you're never going to undo that because you can't do enough hours on the treadmill to make up for it but yeah that's i think having a plan even at the start of prep like how you're going to handle that that post-show diet type thing like obviously we're going to start reversing out so calories going to go straight back to maintenance day one but then the next thing i always try and instill is that routine with people so to make that transition easier you essentially want your routine to be very similar because if everything changes it's so much harder to stay consistent with your food so if you're getting up going doing cardio 
Might be a good idea to go and do some cardio, just do a little bit less, or go and do some steps, something a little bit less taxing. But you're staying in that routine. You're still prepping food. You've got a lot more calories to use, so you can be a lot more flexible what you have day to day. You're still training at the same time. You're still going to bed and getting up at the same time. The impact that those things have is massive, like psychologically. What um, what would you say it, it's worse in female competitors or like male competitors, or is it just? I would, I would say it's worse in females. One because they're they're bound to gain weight a lot quicker. Yeah. You know, you know they, they will be able to eat a lot, still a lot of food and gain weight much faster than most men. Men again go, oh yeah, I've got a pump now, let's go and smash the gym like sound. They're not that arsed if they gain a bit more fat, they're not bothered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they want to feel a bit bigger, they want to feel like, you know, the clothes fit again and stuff like that. Whereas females think it's quite hard um, to cope with that when you're going from being so small to then, again, sometimes being heavier than when you started to prep and that's so easily done you don't manage that properly and you've also then now got the the other input social media where everyone's liking your pictures everyone's commenting your stuff as you're getting leaner and then you've got the whole you know the post show you're gaining weight you know people are showing less interest now the day's done the show's over the buzz has gone you've got the the post show like anti-climax phase then less interaction in social media like you don't understand the impact these things have on people as well it's massive that's a big thing to go into, actually, that kind of post-show, like, you know, everything's leading up to this one day. You've got this show coming up, and it's like, whether it's like 12 weeks, six months, whatever, you're like building towards this date, and then all of a sudden it happens. You're on stage for 15 minutes or whatever, and then that's it. As you say, like, there's there's nobody liking your pictures anymore. There's no ab shots or whatever anymore. It's all just like this big, like, yeah, just like anti-climax almost when it's like, right, that's that done, and I suppose it comes back to having that long-term vision. Like you said earlier, it's like kind of setting the expectation with your clients. You know, for us as coaches, if you want to set that expectation with the clients, it's like, look, this is what's going to happen. This is what you're working towards. But here's what we also need to do. This is after the show. We need to kind of get you in a good place or after the diet even, get you in a good place for the next time, really. Um, for the next time you want to actually like kind of push down, do a diet or do a prep or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I definitely have experienced that myself where it's like, right, shit, the show's over. Now what? What's the next thing? And it's important to set those kind of long-term goals from that point of view. Definitely. And I think that again goes back to the the, the why and the reason we do this. Like it, it shouldn't really impact. It shouldn't, but it does. And it shouldn't really, <coughs> you know, how you go about competing and how you feel about yourself, like what's going on social media. It's kind of irrelevant. Like, I started this when that wasn't around. I don't know how long you guys have been doing it, but, you know, there weren't no Instagram when I was doing my first shows. Um, and it was just bodybuilding. Like, you did your show, you went back into an off-season, you started growing again, and that's just how it was. And now there's a lot of people that need to look a certain way for the business, to, you know, to, to promote that, because a lot of, like, coaches compete, you know, there's the sponsorships and all that type of thing people are dealing with as well. And again, just the general, like, um, interaction they get from looking a certain way. But... Like all that aside, if that's going to impact how you feel, then let's make sure we're setting yourself up to not feel like that. Yeah. You know, don't be your own worst enemy because like if you're doing all these things that are going to ensure that you gain a hell of a lot of weight quick, then don't whinge about it because it's going to be hard enough as it is. And it's going to be hard to the point where some people just can't control the binging. And you've got a lot of people nowadays that are going in with like past eating disorders. You know, they've still not got that great of a relationship with the, with food. They can be emotional eaters and stuff like that. So there's a whole other thing to contend with now as well, because all that's amplified again. So you can start to see how it's how it's it can be quite damaging for a lot of people. And it's not bodybuilding. It's just not 
it's just not right for them. So as much as you like, might like training, that can, you know, if you can't, if you keep going back post-show and you're doing the same thing over and over again, gaining 15, 20 kilos in a short period of time, then you probably should start to look at whether that's something you want to be doing long-term if you can't change them habits and change the way you're approaching it. I mean, what like what's the, the health implications of gaining, like, say, 15 kg in a matter of, like, two weeks or something like that? What What's that? That's that diabetic. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, for men, obviously, like you know yourself, we always get the typical back pump, you know, the yeah. heavy water retention, you know, you get low body edema, um, your ankles can just kind of join your calves, um, blood pressure sky high. You know, you've got, again, I, I was joking about di- diabetes, but like blood sugar management is another thing that's all over the show. And if you can't get that under control, and I'm not, I'm, I'm being serious when people do let this drag out for what, <laughs> Up to a year. Shit. It can really, you know, in the extreme cases, they will just keep going and going and going. It can take six, sometimes six months for people to start to settle down again. And at this point, they're in a really bad place because they've gained a shit ton of weight. They're in that binge restrict cycle. So they're not getting out of that. They're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's not productive because, like, there's no kind of plan after that. They've kind of gone, and what you'll find is people go, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm stopping coaching, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? And that's it then. It's all downhill from there. Definitely. We've talked a lot about like, kind of obviously the, the bad side of it. And like, obviously that, you know, it's not a great thing to do. But what, what would you do with a client who, you know, is like, like, for example, if a client was starting to stockpile food, how would you best handle that? And I know it's going to be scenario specific, but like, you know, just as an example, if we had, if you had someone who was starting to stockpile food and saying, oh, I'm going to get this when I finish my prep, I'm going to get this, like, what would you do with them? How would you best handle that kind of situation? I just gen- genuinely have like a serious word. And I say like, if you do this, this, this is probably going to happen. And then it's like, how's that going to make you feel? And it's kind of getting them to get in that mindset of them how they're going to feel about <laughs> all that. If you can take yourself to a place where you go, right, I'm 15 kilos up in a week and I'm eating shit. I don't want to train. I don't want to wear these certain clothes. And if you can get them to be in that kind of mindset before they're there, it yeah. can usually, you know, be persuasive enough to then go, do you know what? I need to get rid of this. Have you ever used like any techniques where it's like you would let them have like one meal a day that's kind of a little bit of shit really? So that it's like, if you can kind of stick to say you've got six meals a day, it's like, here, have five meals a day. And then the sixth one can be a little bit off plan. So it gives them that little bit of freedom, gives them a little bit of what they want, but a little bit of what they need. Have you ever tried anything like that? So again, yeah, person dependent. I've tried all sorts of things with people where we've, I've gone, right, there's your meal plan and calories in their meals. There's an extra eight hundred to a thousand calories free on top yeah. of that, depending on, on the person, obviously, because that's going to be quite a lot of food. Yeah. Um. So there's, there's that, there's then people just being more mindful again, because some people will just struggle that much where you can't let them have anything because they will just go and take the piss. Um, so it might be a case of us saying, right, once the show's done, we're going to get calories back up to maintenance. You might have one or two days completely off plan, relaxing. Again, I'm just trying to say, be mindful with food. You know what's ridiculous. You know when you're overdoing it. Eat slow, be mindful, chew properly, all those kind of basic things that people forget to do. You know, try and get a good amount of protein in the day. Don't just go and eat, you know, ice cream for breakfast because you will carry on as you've started. Um, oh, so- you could uh, you could overdose them on GLP one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. For oh, sure, take this stuff. You'll be fine. <laughs> you yeah, you'll be sick for life. <laughs> 
Ken what? versus Tree. Pass that 4K, 4K G down in three days. Uh, um, uh, yeah, not to do that. Fast. But, um, but yeah, I mean, say if someone's binged and what would you do to like counteract that? Say if they've gone like three or four days, they've smashed about 6,000, 7,000 calories a day, which is like realistic yeah, yeah. people. Um, what would you do to approach that? I typically will just set the food quite high and I'd make sure the meals that they're having for the vast majority are satiating meals, you know, plenty of veg, plenty of fruit, you know, prioritising protein in each of those meals, get them as full as I can of, of good food. Yeah. And then, like I said, like you said, you might give them free calories for a last meal at night or if they want to get some ice cream in. Um, try uh, try well, having 200 grams of oats and fucking eating some shit after that. You won't feel like eating anything. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, what was I going to say then? I forgot. You're on about three meals at night. Yes, like a free meal at night or um, we're just going to accept that, you know, we're going to gain some fat, so let's damage limitation. Let's, if you're this bad and you can't control it, no matter what you're trying to do, let's just try and, you know, limit what you do gain. So let's make sure we, we're keeping our steps up. Um, we're doing a little bit of cardio. We're um, eating, like I said, very high satiating foods. And then you're less, chance, you're less likely to overeat even more because what a lot of people do is they restrict and then they go and have a load of shit at night. So the food quality throughout the day becomes, you know, really poor. They're not hitting protein. It just becomes like a bit of a binge at night then yeah. because they're trying to save calories to backload and it, you're just never going to work like hunger is way too high. I think um, on the other side of things though, you do get people who do the complete opposite and they don't let the diet end. And that's yeah. probably as much a problem, if not oh, more. Yeah. You know, you, you, I've seen people where they get leaner after shows because they're just not eating the food. They don't want to let go of that. And again, that's probably, they've probably had some past uh, issues with food. Um, you know, they may struggle with like an eating disorder in the past. That's usually uh, one of the reasons. There's there's like a, a nice balance there, isn't it? Where it's like, you're not continuing a diet, but you're getting yourself kind of back to normal at a good kind of rate. Because like, obviously all like, I, I don't know what it's like for you guys. Imagine it's much the same though. Like I know when I've done any preps and that naturally, like, your like hormone levels are just through the floor. It's like, you know, it's just, you feel absolute shit and you're not in a good place. Um, and kind of getting back to a good place, like hormonally and health wise is obviously, that's like kind of priority for me, but it's like striking that balance where I don't just eat a lot of shit and become a fat kind of more hormonally balanced person. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's, it's finding that balance as with everything. It's getting that kind of right balance and getting it right. And I think we've said already today, it might take you a few show preps to actually figure that out as well. 100%. Yeah, like I said, some, sometimes we're just going to accept that this is not going to go very well, whether it's someone's first prep or, um, you know, again, again, person-specific, what's going on in their life, what's the work like at the time, is there stuff going on at home? Because all these can start to then amplify the problem even more. Um, you know, if they can't be in routine or there's a lot of stress at home or at work or relationships, you know, if that falls at a, a bad time, like post-show, you know, it's, that makes it even more challenging. So I'm, I literally just have a conversation with people, like how would you feel best handling this? You know, there's going to be some give and take here. Like, you know, I'll say here's the opt optimal kind of scenario we want. How far how far away from that could you be and be, be adherent? Do you know what I mean? Would you prefer if I give you some free calories if we just had a bit of a more relaxed week, but we'd, we were just mindful around food or 
are you better sticking to a rigid plan and having a meal off planet weekend? You know, everyone is so different when it comes to post-show. Some people I can literally just go, to be fair, a lot of my clients, I can just go, there's the plan. Your food's up. We've pulled, we've pulled our put down. I want you to have like a deload week and they just crack on and that's it. Yeah, definitely. More experienced people are going to be a bit more like that. More experienced. It's a certain type of people as well. Um, I don't want to say people are doing it for the wrong reasons, but I think like it's got to be bigger than just doing the one show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like long-term picture. It's got to be a long-term thing where like, I don't really like show day. I'm not really that bothered about it. (laughs) It's just a nice benchmark for me to go, right, I need to beat that next time. I need to come back bigger, I need to come back leaner. And that is it. I enjoy the whole process. I'm not, I don't build show days up. I don't go in there expecting anything. I don't I don't expect to win. I don't expect I train to win, but I don't expect anything because there's so much out of our control. And it's just a very, very long-term approach. And I think that helps post show massively because there's just no pressure, there's no stress. Do you know, do you know what I mean? It's just quite chilled. And you know, if you, if I do this, then it sets me up for this. And it's always talking clients about what, what's coming next. How's this going to set us up for that next stage? You've got to be on stage again in like, what, 10 months? We need to make the most of this time because we could lose three or four months here if we don't handle this well. That's everything. Some people, obviously, they do a show and then that qualifies you for another show, a British finals or something, or they might choose to do another show after that. So that's, again, like I know personally, that's when things come particularly hard. It's like, shit, I've just done a show. I've got those like hunger levels through the roof. I've had a little bit of shit, but I know I need to get, kind of get back on prep and you know prepare for this next show. And I've found that difficult in the past. That's probably more difficult than coming off and just being off altogether from, from your prep. Yeah, like that, that's really hard. And I was gonna do a bit, I was gonna do something on my story about this later, where it's like bridging between shows, you know, particularly if they're like three, four weeks apart. Yeah, that can be quite tough. Um but you in again, you're in a prime position there to come in for that next show so much better. You know, you can be in a position where you're really eating into the show kind of thing. But if you have three or four days and you've gained 10 kilos, you're spending it two weeks potentially pulling that back off. Yeah. You know, because you are going to gain some fat in that time. You, you know, you're going to get full unit, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're going to top up glycogen, all, the, all those kind of things. But you are going to start to gain fat because you're going to put yourself in a big surplus from that point. So again, we want to be looking at how we can be, how can we be better next show? And if someone's serious about this and they tell me they want to win, they, they want, they've got big goals, there's, it's non-negotiable. You need to handle this, how we, how we set out to handle it. You're going to have a meal off plan. We get back onto food the, ne- the next day. Food's going to be higher because we're in this, we're in this position now where we can start to get back in at maintenance calories, improve the look for the next show. And you've got a lot more to play with them where you're not, you know, against the ropes thinking, shit, I've got to pull this 10 kilos off. ASAP and then you're coming into the next show super fatigued your cardio's high do you know what I mean so it can be make or break that for um, is, that's just a warning for you James <laughs> keep it under control I mean I'm not that food focused anyway I'm really not <laughs> we could literally not have a cheat meal or but, an off meal or whatever for this is the thing like your perfect example like when you're working with someone you get a vibe off them you, you pick up on things that they're saying in the check-ins when they're chatting to you and not once has Jay mentioned anything about food He's not mentioned a thing about it. All it's been about is I want to do this show, this show, this show, this show. And it's like, how do we improve? How do we get better for each show? And there's not a thought there about food, but some people they'll be like, oh, can we? Can, can I get this meal in here? And can I do that the week after? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not going to be optimal. Like, <laughs> you know, there's got to be some give and take. If you want to get better, then there's going to have to be some give and take. If you do that, your food's going to be lower. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those. 
Um, like you said, like prep, it's not, it's non-negotiable, is it? You've got to do what you've got to get done to. Exactly. Exactly. And I think this is the difference between someone that's taking it really seriously and someone that's just not as serious. And that's fine. Like if you, if you're not as serious, that's fine. But then you've got to set your standards and, and be realistic with the goals. Do you want to go and win shows? Do you want to be win first place? Do you want to win overalls? Do you want to win pro cards? Whatever it is, the level of adherence is going to be dictated by where you want to go. You know what I mean? You can't you can't go like eating way off plan for a week and then go, oh, I want to win that next show. I want to, I want to win. I want to win the overall. And it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Because you've got the next person over here who's they've not even had anything after the show. They're straight back on the diet. Do you know what I mean? But it's what you said before then, it's that the process, like enjoying every last bit of that process, no matter what it is, even from like the off-season to prep to yeah. that peak week. It's, the, the no food's not, it's not a reward, it's a means to an end in prep. Like it's a tool we can use to improve how we look and that's essentially what it is. And I think the more you, you come away from looking at food as a reward or anything like that or trying to see what you can get away with, the better you're going to be. <clears throat> I mean, food's yeah. always going to be there, no matter what. It's just, exactly. it's not going to go away, is it? It's... No, it's always on the shelf. The restaurants that you like are always going to be there. There's no rush. Deal with deal with the task at hand, and that's getting on stage at your best. We've uh, we've banged on a lot about obviously bodybuilding, but it's the same for like any sort of like client that goes through their first major kind of fat loss phase, and for them, the rebounds more. You know, just gaining everything they lost. I mean, how many times have you seen people that have done like a 12, you know, 15 week transformation and they've ended up back to where they back to where they actually started? <laughs> I mean, I've got a photo shoot coming up with my clients, so that's gonna be um that's gonna be interesting. We've got like we've got six people in it, so and they've not really done any proper diets like that before. So it's dealing with the gen pop because two of them have lost over 30 kg, which yeah. is shitload of weight and then Zane who joins our calls he um he's lost a lot of weight he's pretty shredded at the moment and then I've got another couple of females doing it so it's going to be interesting like how we can approach that with like gem pop I think like again what I try and do with clients is it a little bit more frequent co- communication like they might get and check in every other day they might not add, you know if someone's struggling to see the weight going up I'll just say don't do your weight do some pictures for me let me know how you're doing let me let me know how this approach is going is anything that can be better how can we manage that better? What do we need to do? So on and so forth. Um, you know, like a gem pop client. Like, I'm, and this is where we have to be, like break people down into like what's the goal and what level of effort and adherence do they need? A gem pop client, if they eat a bit of shit after the shoot, they eat a bit of shit over the week and gain a little bit of weight, then you know what, so be it. But it's when the it's to the point where the the, the eating habits are suffering, they're binging. Do you know that it's them things that I'm looking at? Like, if someone goes out on a meal and overeats a little bit, like, yeah, okay, you know, we're all starving after a show. It's easily done, easily done. But then is that starting to slip into every day? Are you, are you binging at night? Are you hoarding food? You know you know what I mean? That's where we, we need to start to... I think a big thing for, like, you know, just normal clients that don't do bodybuilding is setting that expectation of, like, right, we will diet you down. It's just, like, for a lot of people, you'd have to set the foundations before a diet. It's like you can't just, like, jump... You know, if they're hardly eating any food, yeah. you can't just jump them into a diet. You've got to set the foundations, get some good habits there, and then it's, like, also giving them that expectation. It's like, once you've got to your goal weight, we need to figure out how to maintain this because fat loss is not sustainable long-term. We can't always be in a deficit. So we need to learn how to maintain. And that kind of being, you know, if that's the end of their journey, that's the end of their journey, but not thinking the end of the fat loss phase is a journey as many of them do. Um, so yeah, it's kind of setting that expectation and 
spending some time actually practicing that whether it be you know for some for some like normal clients i might just be learning how to like intuitively and not need to use my fitness pal for a change yeah. things like that and finding the right kind of method for them to to maintain where they're at if that's a goal exactly it's, it's finding what what they will function best with and what they'll what'll be so much easier and adherence wise because some people want to go and enjoy meals with a family at night they've been on a strict diet they go i want to eat my wife and kids at night or i want to eat my partner or whatever so it's kind of fitting that stuff in. Um, you know, I think when we, because we've all done diets as well, you know, we've got a bit of empathy towards how hard it is. You know, yeah. we understand the difficulties that it comes with. Um, and I don't expect everyone to be perfect because you just won't be. Well, some people will, and I've had quite a lot of clients that are. So the, I'm like, whoa, shit. <laughs> Literally done this to a T. Yeah. Um, but, not, but again, they are the few. They are the few. You know what I mean? Not many people will nail it a hundred percent post show just because of how hard it is. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, James does. Sure. I'm thinking about it, but as soon as they have some plan, that's it. The rates are off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, it. I think you're right. But, once um, you start eating, the floodgates open. Then I I done one show in 2018. I done one show and I didn't look kind of as as good as I thought it was going. I had like a year and a half off season. I was expecting some bigger changes. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. I'm like, I got, I got an invite to the British finals. I thought, fuck this. I'm not doing finals. I'm not good enough. And then I thought, well, there's a show in two weeks. I'm going to do this show. I'll stay on for two more weeks yeah. and do this show. But I had one off-plan meal after the, after the first show and then decided to do the second one. And that two weeks was the hardest like two weeks of prep that I've ever done in my life because I'd had that one mm. little bit of shit and then had to go back to fucking sweet potato and chicken. I was just like, I was struggling so much, even though it was a short time period, it was, it was fucking hard. But even with that, like your two things there, you've come off stage disappointed. That doesn't put you in a good headspace for starters. Yeah. That can start to trigger people to eat more and go into a bit of a hole. And then you've got something that's unplanned as well. So there, then again, it becomes more difficult because you've like, you've not expected to do that. So that can maybe be a bit more challenging for people as well. It did look better at the second show, though. That's the main thing. <laughs> oh, that was the main thing. Sweet potato work then, didn't it? So, what have we? Uh, how do how do we wrap that up? What was our what was our best kind of advice for that then? Plan ahead. Plan ahead for sure and have that long-term vision. Know where you're going to go with this. That was definitely something. Rather than thinking just, you know, this show, the this photo shoot, this whatever, like setting that goal and like turning it into this big thing, think, well, yeah, that's part of the journey, but it's exactly. not the whole journey. Yeah, definitely. Have, having long-term goals. Um, and then, yeah, maybe not expecting yourself to be perfect after your first show, your first shoot or whatever, yeah. but also not taking the absolute piss. <laughs> Yes, find that balance and do not hoard food. Do not hoard food and do not plan things every day for the weeks after your show. As much as you might want to. As much as you might want to. If you want to, if if you do want to like reverse well and feel good and feel better, then I'd probably start to space that out a little bit more. Definitely. And that gives you some nice little like little things along the way rather than everything yeah, at once. As you see, the restaurants aren't going anywhere. <laughs> That's it. What's um? Have you ever hoarded any food in the past when you first like dieted or competed? Me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. What did I do? When? Josh is just like I've been perfect since day yeah, one. Fucking <laughs> definitely haven't been perfect. I'll tell you that. I remember <laughs> once I went to, I went to Barbados the day after the show. Um, 
So obviously flying after a show as well. I think I used some diuretics the night, the day before the show as well. Um, so you can imagine the rebound after that, having some little salty food and stuff. I didn't weigh myself because we went on holiday. I had a few days on holiday eating whatever. I was eating well, you know, because it was it was it was in a villa. And um, I remember jumping in the water, going swimming with the turtles, and I could not fucking swim. Couldn't <laughs> breathe. I was like, what? I feel weird. I don't feel right. And I jumped on the scales and I was 40 pound up. Fucking hell. Jesus, wow. size hot. That's five days. That's <laughs> I mean, a lot of that is like a rebound from like using diuretics and stuff like that. But you can start to see like the impact that that has. It's like hashtag gains. Yeah, and I still looked all right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like I looked like a mess. I, I still looked all right. It's not forty pounds, so it was thirty pounds. But do you know what I mean? I still looked okay. You know something I started doing recently is if I've clients, a lot of clients this year, obviously dieting for holidays and things like that. A lot more people going on holidays this year, and uh, I started like if they were quite hungry re- leading into the holiday, I started bringing their food up like a few days before yeah. they go away, so that it's not like right. I'm at the airport. There's all these restaurants. The rains are off. Yeah. I'm going to go mental and sink ten pints in a burger. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that little bit of food it just seems to help people control that uh, impulse at the airport that's one thing I've said to someone as well like don't do not book a holiday like two days after you show <laughs> don't do it especially <laughs> if it's all inclusive do not do it go <laughs> <laughs> self-catering if you're going to do it yeah <laughs> yeah I've never quite done that you do get people that go out drinking after a show which I think is quite oh, mental I've got to kill you that dehydrated and everything I'd <laughs> oh, be pissed off a pint <laughs> going out they are now never mind after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going out like brown with tan as well. Oh no, yeah. It takes about three weeks to get the tan off, doesn't it? Yeah. It's been so dark you go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fuck that. I can't imagine anything worse than being dehydrated going into a night out. Imagine the hangover. Hangover, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be fun at all. And then you'd eat shit the next day. Then you'd be oh, back yeah. in that cycle. Yeah, it's not familiar. <laughs> cool we'll wrap up with that then I think that we covered some good ground there yeah that's all good yeah, yeah awesome yeah. Again, well, thanks again guys for tuning in and thanks Josh of course yeah anytime yeah, thanks good.